Hi everyone, this is Alexander T. Foring and welcome to the first episode of Chat With Moi. Uh, today's guest was Benoit Lapierre, BLP. Ben is a neurologist, priest, early childhood development educator. Uh, he has written on many bodybuilding forms and a specialist in anabolic steroids. Now, our chat today was kind of all over the place, but it was well... <laughs> well directed by the end ben has a lot on his mind and he wanted to get a lot out but we were able to cover a lot of topics i wanted to talk uh, a lot of other questions that came up through uh the podcast and you know it just made for great conversation so you know listen in because there is a lot we spoke about and you know a lot that you may want to hear so enjoy the first episode of chat with Juan. thank you Welcome. How are you, sir? Well, I'm actually uh, great as a person, great as a family, because it's a time to reconnect and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, political angriness on my part. I could say that, uh, I don't know, I worry for my own country. I I don't worry for myself and my family and my future, but the country, I'm like, oh. I don't know. It's the first time in my life that I worry about my own country. So that's rather unusual. And that kind of create, I don't know, existential uh, worriness. Maybe it's useless to care about the politic and the foreign policy because it's so, it's such a, it's such something that's unreachable in terms of, you know, right. my own power. So to not go down to the rabbit hole of conspiration, I would say it's time for us, our community, to work very hard, not in terms of being competitive, but just in terms of, it's a time of innovation, it's a time of change, it's a time of adaptation, it's a time of resilience, it's time to be exposed, it's time to do you know podcasting, whatever, mm-hmm. and um, to be heard, to be known, that people can, you know, recognize your voice, your face. They, they feel like they know you even though they don't know you. And uh, you, you don't need a million fans. You just need 100 super fans, you know, 50. Even 50 super fans at 100 bucks a week is 300,000. Right. So I'm not running for a presidency or a senate <laughs> position. I, I cater to a very um, micro-niche patchwork new reactionary uh intellectual part of the bodybuilding industry so it's very yeah. very well you, you know i mean i like how you just really jumped right into this uh i will give you a good proper introduction for episode yeah. i mean look you're a neurologist you're a priest you're early childhood uh development specialist and of course you've um, written your own fair share of forms uh, in the bodybuilding industry i mean you've had your hands on everything and now that we're discussing about politics too in the future of our um country with this current pandemic i know clearly you do have a, a lot on your mind so we'll we'll touch a, a lot of on that but i also really want to you know talk about your time as uh, being this I- I incredible entrepreneur in so many different fields especially when it comes to uh to bodybuilding and i know we can relate bodybuilding right now to the current crisis that's going on so where do you see everything going within the next 
few months with our, with our sport because they just made the announcement that the Olympia will now be in December. In terms of uh, bodybuilding, it's a bit it's a bit on pause. Mm -hmm. It's a bit on pause because it's it's um, sadly we live in a very fragile society. We live under the umbrella of overprotectionism. Mm -hmm. Even myself, I was uh, you know properly uh, maybe overspoiled for too long. So we're kind of living a, a false illusionary dreams of exponential growth that will never. And then, you know, it just hit right in your face. Mm -hmm. And you tell you, you think, you know, like human being were made of cells. Yeah. What came before cells? Virus. Yeah. Virus. So how you can win something that came before you. It's, right. it's almost impossible. And when it comes to gene evolutionary law, is there's a sense of your own protection as a citizen in terms of ethic and moral? Is there's a sense of moral at the genetic level? Not really. I would. I wouldn't. No. no. And you know what it is? Is life? It's actually very hard. Yes. Life's been always hard. Maybe it wasn't hard in the last hundred years, mm -hmm. especially in us, the uh, Western American. Uh, and um, now everything kind of collapsed. And with collapsing, there's, there's, you know, it's like the media has uh, some kind of um, a crisis going on. The hospital, hospital system, health system, political system, and even, let's say, the drug system, which, you know, if we gather down to your industry, you know, Red Con supplement and everything, is China was completely monopolized both drug and supplement industry, which affect directly or directly us, bodybuilder, because we consume those things, right? Correct. And the first war is, the first war is, you want to have a country which is techno-capitalist, or you want a country that's techno-nationalist. Techno Obviously, the U.S. goes very strong. We're techno-capitalists. We will have our own technology and blah, blah, blah. Right. Canada entered the, uh, the kind of a neutral ground. We might use Europe as a, as a legislative neutrality. We will uh, use uh, uh, China in terms of our own communication because we can actually afford 5G or 6G, which are new technology. And it's about new technology because... Our generation, the future right. generation, we're in the tech generation, the artificial intelligence will change everything we know about everything we know. And you know, it's like when I was young, I had a Walkman mm -hmm. with a cassette listening that metal. Now I'm Spotify and I can have access to a million metal band at the same time within seconds. It's not the same framework. So it's very hard to decipher what kind of world our children will live in now and where bodybuilding goes bodybuilding goes it's like okay we we had a knowledge too much uh importance to china we're gonna go outside of a china-centric system let go of the united Nations, the wood all the importation and blah 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 that will knock and change our industry completely no and we built within so you'll see company like Redcon probably built in the United States. 
company that make protein, whey, whey supplement, multivitamin. It will not be a, 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 um, a landscape of a pyramidal order that goes to Douglas, Thorne, Metagenic, and uh, you know China. No, there will be independent, self-made locally, locally in the same of localism, nationalism, but in LT states, and that will distributed the 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 countries like. China changed technology of changing growth hormones, mm -hmm. but U.S. did too, Russia did too, and not growth hormone. It's a bit worldwide a shima. It's not only China now that claimed the game. So let's my backtrack. Right. China and Japan bought all the trademark in the world, almost before everything that happened. So if me and you, we have a, a, a popular uh, shirt company, Okay. And we want to sell it in India. Someone already have our trademark. We have to acknowledge to them and work with them. Okay. Right. So after Trump says, China, you will have to sign a contract of anti-monopolization. Well, they signed the contract, but after buying all the trademark, what are you going to do? You need to reinvent a new branding. You have to be an innovation that's out of the, China-centric system. And it's not about racism. It's not about rejection. It's just about let's dwell and grow and have an exponential uh, environmental uh, uh, industry that's it's, it's, it's not reliable on someone else and someone else that has very low employee income, which we don't, cannot really, you don't see people get, okay, you're going to work at Redcon and you're going to work at two bucks an hour when your rent is 4K in Manhattan. Make no sense. You well, cannot. I, so, well, I, I, think, I think, you know, there is going to be big changes. And, you, you know, you brought on a lot of different points here. But I mean, yeah. I think the one thing that, you know, I really want to discuss with you today and will relate it to what we're discussing about is, uh, you know, early childhood uh, development. Now, I think any child that's going through this at a very young age, um, you know, the way of living is going to change dramatically. And I also have a sense that there may be, their immune systems will be weaker as they get older, that they will be, it'll be a lot easier for them to contract illnesses, other viruses going forward because of the amount of isolation that we're doing. And I think a child really needs to be exposed at a young age to put certain things in their mouth, create bacteria, create antibodies. Do you, so do you think children, uh, now will be weaker as they get older, won't be able to fight off uh, any of these uh, illnesses or even a common cold for that matter. Well, I wasn't done with the tangent I was heading toward bodybuilding, but okay. I'm you. <laughs> I think that if you keep cleaning your hands all the time and you kind of withdraw from social distancing, whatever, what would be smart is to actually go in nature and touch wood and touch the ground and touch nature as itself. Mm. Because nature had this kind of uh, uh, epidiome, uh, psychobiome, uh, uh, natural biome, uh, call it whatever. It has this microbial stature that's very smart and innate. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you live downtown Montreal, just go walk into you know Montreal and touch any trees, and you know that could technically somehow scientifically. Uh, proliferate uh, stuff but us our child we bring we make sure she's in nature one hour a day every okay. day and that's why i came a specialist in neurobiosocial system because to me 
every problem of the perceived fragility, the immune system, hormones, uh, it all cater to the pre, post, and exterogestation life. Uh, if you run a very healthy family dynamic of interpersonal development for the baby, right. you will have a better self-regulation system, a better immune system than what I have, a better sense of embodiment, uh, physical stature, sense of performance, because it's, I had to learn performance. I went into bodybuilding because I, I, I had dissociative, almost borderline autistic. I had to touch weight to feel my body. That's why I went into bodybuilding. But now I make sure my child, my little toddler, grow into her own body as much as we can. So we do all the sleeping together, co-bedding, yes. eating organic, uh, no vaccine, uh, no vaccine at young age. I'm not completely anti-vaccine, but okay. at least not below seven years old. And um, and we breastfed long term. My wife still breastfed, and we have this traditional family dynamic where I take care of the family. I'm the provider, and she stay home, homeschooling the children, which is the best scenario if someone can afford it in a contemporary setting to be resilient, autonomous, and independent. Well, that's very interesting. I never really understood the, the aspect of actually homeschooling i thought you know children are better off being with uh, other children their age so they learn more about you know different qualities and different traits in people so how is 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 it well that is missing from homeschool but uh, how yeah. can we differentiate between the thing is the thing you not? see you see if we if we dwell into your your style florian if we dwell into your identity uh, if we start to understand the total uh, complexity of your being with his paradoxical uh, tendencies and who you are in that different settings. Mm. What I mean by that is individual are more complex than a country. And when you live with mom and dad, because we live in a world that has external stressor and there's a, a learning curve of resolution conflict. So you want your child to be strong, to be able to handle conflict of others. And that homeschooling allow this intergenerational uh, positive and negative relationship. You know, I'm not a perfect dad. Sometimes I misbehave. I'm not, I'm hopefully mature enough to say, okay, that was wrong. What do you feel about it? But of course she's three years old, so her language is a bit different but they're not that dumb. They're very keen in understand nonverbal cue. They're not reading a cognition. They're not reading a bullshit. They watch your body's language, which is transcending even your own honesty. You can say whatever you want. Your body will really tell the truth. You know, so people say one thing and their actions tell the other. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's it's really interesting. I didn't I didn't see it from uh, that point of view. Okay, so before I cut you off, yes, back back, back to uh, back to bodybuilding. Uh, so back to bodybuilding. Yes. Okay, so the war starts when the Trump says the Viagra and the Cialis is a U.S. patent. Okay, it's not a Chinese patent. So you're gonna tell your friend that if they press CO and VIA, I will put them all in jail under uh, communism law, and they say acknowledge. He said. 
it's right, it's not a Chinese, blah, blah, blah. And then they, pre they released the law, and obviously all the pharmaceutical lab, they stopped. They stopped, but they didn't fully stop. Some says, you know what, we'll change the serial number CAS of the CRVR uh, labeling. Mm -hmm. We'll do a post-precursor -pre analog of it. Will be different, will be similar effect. Uh, but because it's Micronase version, you, they won't want, no one in the market will be able to press a logo. So that will help false conception of a fake uh, pharmacy. And that will trade off the generic format. And that way we could still uh, sell CIOVIA under another CAS number. And uh, that was like underground market. So what happened is, U.S. start making their own medicine, right? Because all Chinese, all American medicine was made for China at an eighty-five percent range, because it was cheap. You know, capergoline worth fifty cent in China, one pill, one dollar in Turkey, hundred dollars in Canada, and two hundred dollars in U.S. $200 in the U.S. That is a something like that. Yeah. yeah. So 10 pills of cabergoline, 500 microgram in Canada, for the pharmacy legally prescribed. It's about the same price of a growth hormone pharmaceutical grade. Thousand dollars. Thousand. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's a bit weird. It's a bit strange. A lot of people strip cash from it. And there's a lot of people make themselves rich. You know, it's like cabergoline is not a super popular drug. Some people that need it, read it for life. I find that it's not a bodybuilder drug because the withdrawal will so dabble. Dopamine agonists could be very dangerous. I find it stupid. It's kind of use a hardcore plaster to just hide uh, lifestyle laziness. Right. So what I mean by that is the bodybuilding drug and supplement because before the pandemic happened, all supplement company, the price went up. And before it went up, they had a pre-warning. So they draft all stuff they had before to be able to have enough zinc and magnesium and stuff and raw hydrogen to transcend the pandemic period. So we'll see what's next, right? Yeah, now you can't even uh, find zinc on the market. Uh, <laughs> it is really proven to work, uh, especially at a... Um, uh, pharmaceutical level when it comes to combating uh, illnesses such as this virus as well and I think a lot of companies you know that pretty much um, bought into everything all at once and now there's little really nothing left let alone wrong ingredients is to to make any uh, you know any pharmaceutical products to that matter and I think that like going down the line there will be a shortage of that for a lot of the athletes too where where you know they're going to have to make do with what is ever available would you would you agree i agree but what i said is most bigger player who had tons of money saved yeah. bought everything okay so the micro community company will survive the big one will kind of swallow everything and the middle class could kind of disappear and me, I consider myself at the low scale because remember, I said I only interact with 50 people in my network. Mm -hmm. And 50 people network, you know, it's 50, 60 hours a week. If yeah. you really take care of them, you're hand to hand, you're together, you know, bonjour, you know, how are you doing? So, because I find, so nowadays, 
intimacy built relationship <laughs> and relationship is yes relationship as a win-win in terms of her emotional bonding at the same time you don't have to be stupid it's still business too it has to be a win-win at multi-level i'm learning from you you i learned you learned from me we're making money together and we have tight friends and we'll in 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 very different of a lot of people we will build loyalty and your micro niche Beside, we're completely in the unknown, in the gray area of what's legal or not legal, or we dabble with law. That is not high criminal status. We're not going to be flagged, but we'll be free to function very maturely. We'll have money because we're not greedy, but at least to have a decent, convenient life, open to a fluctuation of law. And why I say not making too much because nowadays there's no more privacy. So if you make on, if I come to you with 100K luggage uh, dollars, uh, we're under investigation, everyone knows about it. And if it's not them, it's, it's, it's your friend that was trying to steal you. So don't go too big, don't go too low, have a functional patchwork community, be innovative, be spontaneous, be a slight intelligent and crazy, crazy as, You know, if I hang out with that guy, he's so different. I know I would, I, I might, it might change how I perceive even reality. And that's why, that's why I kind of, BLP is selling a magical dream thinking, but it's not mine. It's my crazy spontaneity for you to find your own empowerment and your own inner strength. And if that's not my role. My role is just a support. For you for an exponential growth within a neurobiosocial model for you right. to find your own empowerment and to be independent it's like oh i met blp i hang out with blp for two years i'm not with him anymore and i'm fully independent i'm fully autonomous and everything goes great that was a success it's, it's a kind of a selfless mission but when you cater to people within short relationship because the thing is Life goes so fast in terms of an existentialism and a neo-reactionary, uh, very fast-paced field. You need a network of 50 to 100, and 50 to 100 every six months, 10% will change. So you still have to keep up reinventing yourself, be on close reach, not to be uh, excessively commercial, but at the same time, not excessively dark, that kind of right middle range. And because podcasting has a good voice, of the rebellious community it's a great tool all to say you're on right track you're doing the right thing <laughs> <laughs> i mean all, all all of that okay um yes no you, you bring up some really key points in there and i mean look i i i whew. I, I don't know what more to add to that because I feel like you added everything that I wanted to. All the answers I was going to answer, you pretty much read my mind from, from there on out. Oh, my goodness. So um, we, we do know the future of the sport right now. We have a, like a little bit of an idea how we're going to proceed with this virus going forward. Um, but, um, I mean, besides keeping ourselves pro productive and active and still providing the service, what more uh, should we be doing to, 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 to make sure we stay on the right path and let alone stay financially uh, sound after this is almost over? Yeah. So I will technically say for bodybuilding that the contest prep period might start first July because, you know, fitness life can't 
Canada said we'll open up with appointment and blah, blah, blah. And did this. But you know, like my friend in my network, uh, they put pillow on the ground. They do deadlift in their own apartment. Yeah. Uh, one friend, they built a, a squat rack in his own kitchen for now. Okay. You know, the wife was freaking out, but you know, it's just temporary. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're in a capitalism system. So the system cannot, you know, spend money forever. So eventually it will be drowned. It might attract cryptocurrency to go up. It might attract a, a form of digital money, either Canadian, American, or Chinese. We'll know, or maybe a double system. We don't know. Of course, there's so much ATM. It's like I barely owe money anymore. So like we don't see money. I mean, I don't know. Me, if I, I have money now, I lose it. That's like I didn't see money in two years. And if you go at the Costco with money, they look at you like you're an extraterrestrial being. So it's like the end of paper. So for bodybuilding industry, which was, you know, not hidden, it's pretty under the table kind of industry. Well, that's kind of off now. There's no, there's no off label. So you have to, because the kids go like, hey, bro, you have a, a, a bottle of a, a protein a red con? Okay, I will ATM you the money. Yeah. And if you don't take ATM, they won't buy from you. So no, everything goes kind of digital. Well, okay. Besides the fact that I think, you know, the newer generation, we're all becoming digital. Isn't also like a sense of a little bit of paranoia that we don't want to contract the virus because it might be on money? I don't think so. There is actually study that money was, uh, was, uh, money was not conclusive to bacterial proliferation and make other people sick unless you really go all, you know, like, you know, choking on it and you're, well, yeah, and unless, you're very, unless, low, unless, very unless, irresponsible, but no, it's very low, low viral wall when it comes to money handling. But I think it's just that I don't know how much money is real nowadays. You know, it's like Bitcoin was someone built the Bitcoin system, put a million Bitcoin in it, worth nothing and out of agreement. Now this it's worth, you know, like, Nine ten thousand UK each. Um, it's it was nothing. It came something. Facebook was nothing. No so. content. People create content. Instagram was nothing. People put picture. Uh, uh, R and B was no hotel, but people ran their place. So you have to find an innovative system that cater to your intention, vocation, and system of value that you take something that works nothing and comes something and you let it be. So you, so you have to. Yeah, go on, go on. What I mean is you have to find the creative, spontaneous ID to, yes, you have to, as a person, live in the present, in the present moment, but as a businessman and a bodybuilder, you have to be 10 years ahead maybe create a problem that doesn't exist yet and find the resolution or to find an ID that's so like different, no one would take it and it will, it would grow on its own. It's almost like it has what I learned to live in New York. It was multitasking in terms of a corporate uh, businessman. And why I talk about business, business, business is because bodybuilder, you need to sleep 12, 13, 14 hours a day, mm -hmm. taking six, nine, 10 units, hormone GH a day. 
you need to go work out, sleep, have sex, and that's it. So how the hell you can make 50, 60,000 K to become a professional bodybuilder for the Olympia working hundred hours a week. You need a crazy good ID that's gutsy, innovative, and be able to be a bodybuilder and make money while you sleep. And that's it. If you don't succeed the bodybuilder business dynamic, you won't make it because nowadays, it's at the point that, you know, how much it costs for Rami to be Rami? How much Wrench Warren costs to be Wrench Warren? How much Jay Cutler spend money to be himself? And I think those are crazy budget. And we, they will never tell you. They will never tell you. Of course, genetic made you save money. And that the thing is, you know, if I look at my own bodybuilding career, was it a businessman or was it a bodybuilder? Now, I was a businessman. I was too much of a businessman and I, I let taking over my bodybuilding career, which I'm happy. I'm glad because nowadays I have stability. I'm known all over the world. I have people write me from India and Australia. Hey, BLP, you want to hire, I want to hire you as a coach. I don't even know that guy. Right. So it kind of grown. It makes noise, right. it makes noise, but you have to be that niche for 10 years to make noise. And that's what, that's what I did, but I didn't get my pro card. I started too old. I had the money, I had the craziness, but I was too old and I was too much of a businessman. So sometimes, you know, I went at the point, at one point I had a personal trainer and I said, my personal trainer, you will be my only, per- you'd be the only person you train. So that means you're going to be available for me 24 seven. And whenever I'm ready to train, you'll be available. And we agreed to that. It was not cheap. It didn't work for anyone. No. But I had my guy. Because it's very hard to do business as crazy and then go gym and do your own thing. I mean, I wasn't able. I had needed someone as a personal trainer. So that's why I said, eventually, you choose bodybuilding or you choose, you know, you, you're doing it. You're trying to compete. You were about to compete. You're a very smart businessman, and that will dabble, and you will find your ecosystem. I still think that it's doable, but it's not easy, and that will procure you a pro card. I have no clue. I wish for you. Some people did it. Mark Dugdale did it. Yeah. Three children, three daughter, I think, and the gym business. You know, that's crazy. Me, I would not be able to do that. Uh, I mean, John Meadows Meadows did it. That's another good example. Yeah. But those are exceptional overachiever that sleep three or four hours a day and still recovering. And they have the immune system. They have a dopamine, never endless, whatever. It's like me when I did the fit log the first year. Yeah. That was the most I could handle in terms of my own uh, responsibility as a man. After that, bro, I said, I'm never going to do it again like that. I'll be an employee of the Fit Log because it was too hard to handle everything and manage it, everything. While I was training my family, my wife, that was my cutoff. But at least I'm proud because I succeeded. It was a successful event. Yeah. It's very demanding financially and personally and stressfully because you never know if it's going to work. Because everything kind of collided in the last week. Right. And we had, I think we had the most crowd 
at the CPA show. Uh, oh, no, you, know? you, 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 you by, by far, far did it. But uh, you I had work like a maniac too. Oh, yeah. Well, you and Colette, but you, you, you found your limit, but you were able to overcome it. But you also know going in next time to, you have a better approach uh, to it on the handled situation. I think that comes with growth in time. And we shouldn't look at it as a failure, but more as a learning curve. Uh, as it's a, a learning curve. Yeah, yeah. It's a learning curve. But what I mean by that is, as a man, if you want to build, let's say, a legacy politically and, uh, you know, as a contribution selfless to the world, if you're a bodybuilder, you try to get your pro card. If you don't get your pro card, you're a coach that people gain pro card with you. So this is kind of a belonging to it. And then you try to make your own show. And luckily enough, it's a success or not. And that's where I hit my limit. And now I go back to like a mentor. I'm more like a mentor. mentor. Or I'm more as a, a mentor of established coach worldwide, mostly working English, not that much French anymore because I came too, maybe too expensive for some French, sadly. Mm. French people would expect me to work for them free. And I was free for I was free for almost 10 years. Wow. I, and I'm glad I'd done it because it was the best learning curve of, you know, Q&A experience learning right. process. And, uh, you know, after over, I don't know, man, 100 certification, certification and a PhD and for ProCard, I said, I'm ready to be a mentor. And the FitLog, the fact it was almost for me the pyramid of my own success as a person. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to accomplish more anymore. I'll go back to mentor and I'll, I'll make sure or either try to influence someone or a younger to follow my path. That would be the mentoring process. To at least for them to find their self-empowerment and to have shortcut to success somehow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, this is where you are in your career now with your life. And I mean, did you choose these paths on your own or they, they ended up falling in your lap? Did you feel like this is the direction that I'm going? It, it, almost as a intuition, a gut feeling that this is what I want to do now. Especially when you were, you know, debating with me, like my bodybuilding career and my business career. And we're starting to find a balance between both of them. You were more confident with one of them one of them opposed to the other one. So it was more of a gut feeling that you were going with, yes? It was, it was, it was completely right brain atmosphere, okay. uh, completely intuitive uh, flow. I call it the flow. Mm-hmm. I have a, let's say an esoteric inside of my curiosity and, uh, and a willingness where to head. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing the opposite. Now it's like, okay, I've been doing all this intu- intuitively. Now I will learn to cater into my weakness, organization, organization of speech, make sure I'm understood by everyone, not to be elastism in my language, cater not to specifically the general public, but at least the general public in the rebellious bodybuilding community that will listen hopefully to myself. And it's just a, a voice of charisma and it's I'm, I don't try to be manipulative in my person but it's like you know what I'm attracted to that person I should reach him there's something in him that made me I should have a session or a three months four months periodization with that guy to grow as a man and uh, yeah 
So you also agree that like spiritual growth is really important for anyone's, um, you know, health and mental stability, let alone to uh, you learn more about yourself along the way. Is correct? Totally. Yeah. Very very mature for your age, brother. (laughs) Uh, no, because I, I recently got into, you know, um, spirituality, just have a, you know, a better concept of understanding of the universe. And I, I think at one point in my life, I always felt like there was something out to get me or, but I realized that the universe is there to give you lessons. It is not there for you to want you to fail or want you to suffer in pain. It, there are things you have to go through. So you end up being a stronger person in the long run and give you a chance to learn more about yourself. And as a 28 year old man, I know maybe to you, I'm so very young, but I'm getting older and I'm still learning more about me every day and accepting, uh, you know, certain flaws about me that I, I need to learn to work on or just, you know, better overcome, but I will always stay true to myself. And I think a lot of people, even, even uh, much older, even people in their forties to fifties have, no acceptance of themselves and still look for uh, validation from other people. No matter how successful you are in life, there is always that sense of validation from anyone that we ever meet because we just want to be appreciated. Let alone, I think you have to learn to appreciate yourself before you let others appreciate you. I think the, the, the opposite effect can be done too. How? I mean, is by is by loving others in terms of uh, a stranger or in terms of a, of a uh, of a, a mission of nurturing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if if let's say I don't love myself now, but I love I love my daughter a lot, right. and through her I see my imperfection, which mirror my flaw, mm-hmm. which mirror the learning curve of my own. Uh, emancipation as a person and now I said since she creates so much projection in me and myself and her family and my couple I try to be the best version of a man a husband and a father and I lead that as not a mechanism of love but a mechanism of emotional intelligence (laughs) anticipatory knowledge to say, oh, this is where I lost the gap of the void, where I lost control of my instinct or innate uh, autonomous or mechanical system by habits. And then you retrace. And this kind of a a spiritual psychoanalytic reading of your own reaction. And if you dwell into uh, complete humble humility as as an agent of transparency and honesty to yourself and others you will by giving love to others love yourself more so it could be an inward journey or an external journey there's no there's not that much difference i think you have to explore both exploration and at the same time it's like you love yourself as a person you love yourself as a bodybuilder you love yourself as a businessman you love yourself in a relationship I'm not saying that being single is a stagnant phase, but within relationship, there's way more trigger and and conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if you can create a business that cater to a network of at least 50 people, in 50 people, you have lots of different people. 
dynamic, lazy, uh, uh, steal, uh, uh, dare to kill you, dare to steal you. And that's a learning curve and that's a beautiful network. And at the same time, if you're able to be a cohesive businessman and be completely independent, because nowadays people is mining.com, that's my label, that's myself, that's my virtual identity. Mm -hmm. There's myself in the world and there's myself in the virtual world. Is that going to be a lie? Is it going to be a brand? Is that going to be a trend state that you're more like, you know, hyper or more hyper influx of uh, intellectual process, procedural process, uh, uh, ideas and, 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 and creativity? Who knows? You know, I feel more like right now, I'm more like in a, in a trend state that if you meet me, you know, five minutes walking in my street where I'm more calm, whatever. Now, like I, I, you know, I want to be a good entertainer. I want people to learn stuff. I want people to finish the conversation. You know what? I got to listen a second time and a third time, make sure I really get, I really get it. And what, what you need to do on podcasts is as much as you can create the most powerful message that transcend young people to be mature as a man and be confident as businessmen and success. And it's not about a success to, you know, I want to control the world. It's just a success where you have food, you feel pain, you travel once, twice a year, whatever you feel like, even though you're not materialistic and you're not narcissistic, you have it, it's there. I have my Mac, I have my, my phone, I have, you know, nice clothes, hopefully. And, um, I don't have that much ambition. My ambition are more spiritual because if you look at the virus, those scientific study virus that could kill human and is get out of the lab and now it's kill people. It was not a bioweapon. It was a scientific exploration to find what's dangerous that snap in their face. That's completely stupid. Mine as well, running to God that we might, you might never meet and I might never encounter. Mine and wealth have a, an exploration that illusionary, that finding fat that could kill you. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, it's, um, as I said earlier, there's as, as many questions I've run down here, you're just already answering them one at a time. But, you know, I, I, I think one thing you, you hit on, um, if you are more spiritual uh, as an individual and you are more content with the man or woman you are, you don't need materialistic things to make you help, but you don't need to showcase to the world that I have all of this and all these friends because you're almost searching as I know we go back again, you are searching for validation because you can't give it to yourself, but it's also, as you mentioned, give love to other people and you will receive it in return. I always looked at is, is you can't love, well, of course, a simple thing. You can't love yourself. You can't love others. But I think as you're coming across, if I'm not mistaken, you have to be able to love other people and then they, you will receive love in return. And then therefore you can love yourself. If Yeah. You okay. know, let's say, let's say, let's say you meet a girl and you're super nice to her and her, she likes bad boy and she run away. It's not rejection. No. She was not ready to receive your man kindness. She was not ready to encounter a man that smart, romantic, kind, uh, careful, uh, organized, has his money, uh, and, and you come high. I'm not talking about you, Richie, but you're, you're someone that has 
if I go into his emotional uh, sensuality, I would, I might, I could build a family with men and it might be a paradise in his own life. And that's what couples should find. It's like we together, we want a paradise. That's a paradise of ambition and they're not material. They could be family or it could be something else. What matters is our libido is properly even, not high, low, and our ambition are the same, then we have long-term relationship with stability. And why I put point on loyalty of stability in relationship, if you're a bodybuilder, you don't have time to go fuck around, go in bars, party, take drugs. You will have fun, but you will not accomplish a full car. Of course, some pro make it while party, but they're an exception and it's has a very high cost uh, on health. Well, I so think we can see that success in business yeah. should cater to a stable relationship and a stable relationship for a woman and a man that no one destroy the others or reject the others. It's a mutual team, interdependent team where everyone's win, everyone's happy. And, you know, of course, there's gloomies of emotion and the rainbows of emotion, but we resolve conflict very fast. We're drawn to herself. And if the woman, she's a fitness or figure or bikini or a bodybuilder, or she's not training at all, there's this support, there's this cooperative intelligence, there's this sense of team dynamic, team dynamic toward the same ambition. And a bodybuilder should have only one girlfriend within his career. A bodybuilder career is not very long, no. you know, unless you're Dexter Jackson, which is out of the you know, sequence. <laughs> but let's say now with points, you have to compete more, which withdraw the company, the, 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 the career. So let's say a bodybuilder start at uh, 20, finish at 31, 11 years, 11 years, same relationship, then you can change. Well, I mean, if by... 11 years, same relationship, by then you're pretty much committed to that person. That's a choice. But there, there's, there's, for me, there's three divorces in your life. Really? If it's the same person, good for you. If the relationship lasts 30 years, you know, let's say you met at 20 and you die at 50, 60, 70, whatever, whatever the, the, the mindscape is. Uh, the legend to low curve allow three divorce in your life. Some people get married three, four times. They have a lot of money and they pay, whatever. Now with post-COVID, everything that's related to that will completely blown and change. We might get even more surrogacy type mothers. It would be a different type of family dynamic. But if you're a bodybuilder and you spend 11 years with someone that's awesome, even if a wife, spend one contest a bodybuilder and the couple go through five, six, four percent diuretics, build up, uh, pause contest recovery, and she's still there for you, marry her. Because it's it's never a win-win for a relationship. The bodybuilder all summer growing, blah, 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 blah. Off season's very easy, always happy, high carb, blah, blah, blah. It's very cool. And then rest period. Then it's contest time and it's the and eventually it comes in OCD. It's like, 
you know what? I love you, but now I'm just going to take care of myself because that's about the only thing my brain can do. Mm-hmm. And if the woman allowed to put herself second after bodybuilding, which is kind of a pain in the ass, you're not going to hide it, and she's still there post-contest, marry her because at least you have the woman that understands bodybuilding, mm-hmm. support you with the process of when it's easy and fun. And once the contest is done, you don't touch anything for three months. You bring her to Mexico, vacation, yeah. and you say, you know what? I'm not buying you, but you kind of deserve a gift. And yes, I might not use GH for two months to, for a vacation, but at the same time, you fucking deserve it. Yeah, it's um, no, especially that's a that's a very strong woman, and you know she have very high very, has much belief in you. And I've spoken to quite a few bodybuilders that are fathers, uh, Johnny, you know Josh, and you know especially like Juan Morel too. I mean, yeah. um, they're they although their career is very important, they do tend to put them themselves first as uh, fathers at the end of the day because they do want to be that. Uh, role model, the best role model that they can be going forward, but their careers aren't sacrificed. So I, I, it is possible to, uh, you know, balance both familyhood and uh, a, a bodybuilding career. But here's an interesting question I have for you. If, I mean, I think a lot of people in, in our industry learn how to love a lot differently than most other people. So when you have two people that have been together for a certain amount of time, but their love language is spoken differently, is there a actual way of still making that relationship work? Or at that point, you want to like, okay, our, our time together was great, but it's time to move on. Yeah, that's, that's a big question. Related to relationship is you cannot be with someone that it's too easy to be with. You don't need the complete opposite because that'd be like war, 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 war. But at the same time, like I said, human, we learn with conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. And within, let's say you meet someone, you have an honeymoon period, which lasts two, three years. And after there's a routine base and that the routine, what comes, both demons come. So a relationship demon will encounter. So you need to fight, not a long time, but very fast fight that bring you both in hell and come back and still love each other. If you can be with someone that has so much support and love that she can bring her own demon, your own demon, fight to a state that you almost lose your mental health, sure. but it, it creatively fixed the issue to be both better person and better partner, and you don't acknowledge any uh, past uh, you know, resentment uh, upon each other, then that's a winning relationship. Well said, very well said. Um, because the thing is, the chaos of both each other, even if you go elsewhere, yeah, there will be a honeymoon of three, four years, but that demon will both come anyway because you are kind of responsible of your projection and the conflict will not be greener on the other side. No. So what a bodybuilder, especially a bodybuilder that has money in his hand, has to make sure who he meets, who he acknowledges love to. He has to plan and take his time. Take six weeks before making love. Mm 
Make sure she's in love with you before you have sex with her. Make sure you understand all the ambition and once the six moons period and there's love, then you live right away together. Because living right away together is that bound, which is a bit like jail, but it's the jail of love and this house of growth. And if I can live with you while you shit, you inject steroids, you take steroids, you puke your steroids, you hyper on your pre-workout, you're tired of pre-workout, you're cool on clan, but you're awful on masteron. And I kind of gauge everything you work and your wife is not submissive. She kind of say, you know what, bro? That was too much masteron for you. Tamper down, tamper your masteron. Calm down, bro. Calm, calm down, calm down. So that's why a bodybuilder still need, stereotypically speaking, I find it's more convenient to have some kind of a maternalistic type caring uh, a woman. And those women, they want one, they want to live home and they want to have children. And if you're an infertile bodybuilder, you were kind of done. You have to freeze your cum ahead or make sure you do your sperm count in terms of mobility and structure that when she wants kids, she can do it. Or if you have money and your low fertility ratio, you do right into gonad, in vitro, in vivo, and then you have your kids. So you have a plan. You have a plan for that too. You have a plan. When you sign, when you the first day you take testosterone, yeah, you have to plan a year ahead for your cycle, a ten years ahead for your bodybuilding career, and meet the right wife for you to follow this adventure and make sure she's there for eleven years. And that means that if you buy GH, you're not sleeping on the ground and her, she has a craft dinner uh, for dinner because you have growth hormone. So you need to be a very smart businessman because it's a lot of proactive money right. with high rest, high rent, and, and all expensive. You need tanning, you need supplement. Uh, you go to a restaurant, you order twice chicken. Everything you do, bodybuilder, is always the most expensive. Right. Always. So, and um, I mean, how realistic is it to make a career now out of bodybuilding? Because I think a lot of people that I grew up with that now have gotten their pro cards, some of them are still competing, but others of them are taking, mostly others are taking a more business approach. They want to focus on their, on their business, on their loved ones and their families, because okay. you know what, what they saw through, you know, the rose colored glasses of our industry wasn't a reality that they could achieve. And I think a lot more people are seeing that. Is it, is it possible to have a career in bodybuilding now these days and not have to really focus on any sort of business uh, venture plan? I encourage, I, I encourage anyone that it's not because you have a pro card that you have to use your pro card to compete. If you're, you get your pro card and you never compete and use it as a coach of the industry, it's extremely smart. And uh, one is not better than the other, but I find that someone that never, you know, it's because the thing is, once you get your pro card, you have to be smarter. It's like, what can I do with my pro card actually in humility as a person? I will destroy my health or actually be a good, decent pro. So you have to live your dream too. You have to be kind of rational. And two things stop bodybuilding is, myostatin count, which you can block with myostatin blocker yep. or immune system. So if you don't 
nourish your immune system over time with antioxidant. You have that kind of Th1, Th2 balance, mm -hmm. antioxidant, prostaglandin, immunometabolism function. You, you could succeed well. So what I don't like about bodybuilding nowadays from the NPC American culture is they dwell too much into genetics. And the people that have genetics, they don't really care for those parameters, which kind of hurt the lower scale genetics that embark in the bodybuilding uh, odyssey. It, well, it, you see the, the CPA ha has the uh, similar approach as well, or do they, or does, do they have a different? No, no, not, not as extreme. I, I personally find that the CPA tend to, personally, the way I see judge, they, they tend to like the um, overfeed look, that kind of, uh, you know what I mean? It's not that stellar condition that's completely dry and almost like near-death dangerous. Of course, if someone comes, they will give it to him and, and win. But often you see those very beautiful structure line, uh, body insertion, uh, muscle proportion. They're not stellar dry to death. They go within a 5% high-carb-ish, still hold a bit of water, but it looks pretty. It's beautiful. And they get it. And uh, I don't know. If it was like, if... CPA was like, if you're not true guided, you're not in shape, kind of a Palembo uh, uh, ideology. Okay. It's a bit extreme. It's a bit extreme. And for me, that's too extreme. And for me, it's more like, if you're a pro for 10 years and you had reached that stellar condition two times in your life or three times, like, let's say, uh, feel heat, and mm -hmm. you're fucking, you're God. You're God of bodybuilding. We we bend down to you. We, we bow down to. Oh, yeah. I, that's funny too because you know I think Dave has a different approach on how he uh, handles his, his uh, how he takes care of his athletes. Um, um, what is the big difference between you and some of the other top coaches out uh, out there on how you can not just condition your athletes, but what you give them in terms of cycles? Yeah, as as me is is uh, the way I coach is. I coach people that already know what they're doing. Okay. So if I'm there or not there, they will win anyway. It makes no difference. But the difference is because I have a neurobiosocial model, mm -hmm. which look considering hormones and the development of the person, he will not only win his pro card, he will win on all call, on count. So money, finance, relationship, communication, alignment, spiritual development. It's more of a neurobiosocial, so holistic, integrative, functional, you can tap it fulls of trendy words. It's like how you breathe, your structure, your coordination, your reflex, your neurodevelopmental sequence, uh, your occlusion, it's everything. If everything works, not perfectly because bodybuilding is extreme and sometimes you have to play a chess game of sacrifice like, you know what? Within that period, four weeks to one week out, it's not going to be healthy, but we have solution to damper, right. to use like functional medicine as, let's say, a system of strategy to at least we hurt, we're going to hurt that, we're going to use this. We might affect ASL, GGT, ASL, near liver function. We'll do that to help. There's always a counterbalance effect. So I would say 
I'm not going to compare to anyone because I'm completely an outlier, atypical. It's a it's session that's based on complete uh, improvisation. There's no that much planning. And I'm not a personal trainer per se. I'm not going to say you need to do 10 reps mm. with a, 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 a negative of five seconds with 330 pounds. Um, no, I want a pro card with someone that's happy, cohesive, present. Because for me, who wins is not the best condition. It's the almost best condition, that smile, that shine, that you see the happiness, that you see the passion of the sport, that you almost melting in a hypnotic state. Because when you judge, you don't judge rationally. You have like 40 seconds to judge with points and stuff. And you all focus. And you've been doing it for five, five six hours when it's the final. Mm -hmm. You dwell into, I'm going to reach into your heart, the head judge. The head judge will fall in love in me. Even though the other guy is better condition, he will fall into love into my presence. And so, that's where exactly where I gamble. Okay, so also as much as, you know, which we're getting across as the shape, the conditioning is incredibly important and no one can disagree with that. It's the way the athlete portrays confidence in themselves and how they, how they gain the judge's attention. And it's not has to do with having a massive ego. No, right, right. Sorry to cut you off. There's 30% doing a, a front relax at the same time. Right. Classic North Americans, light heavy. 30 guys. They're all perfect. Who you think you will see first? Someone that shines the best. Someone who smiles. Someone that smiles, someone that's present. If, if you're standard condition and you look grumpy, you're not happy, and you're, you know, your posture will look, you know, it's, it's that kind of a, it's that kind of image, and it cannot be false. It's an embodied image, and you project, and people that like, they know right away, they do the fifth call, and you, you'll be called. You, right away, media, if it was bodybuilding, there'd be 100 people. I would say this guy will win. I can see in, f in five seconds who win. <laughs> Just by the overall sheer, you know, confidence that person portrays in themselves. You need to see front relaxed. And mm -hmm. once they come closer to the top five and you see back, you see who win. <laughs> That's it. That's, I, I view, well, I mean, I, I think you should go ahead and be a judge too while you're at it. I tried. It was very hard, was very, very hard. But uh, I like it to do it without the judge. Uh, you know, I like to I like to judge it with a friends. You know, like right. me and you, in the crowd, and we talk and a bit like more like fan. And that's the way I like to judge so, because so, you yeah. know the industry is different. So, in in your in in your vision, what makes a great bodybuilder is the overall confidence the athlete has in himself. Uh, it's, it's confidence, yeah. but it cannot be arrogant. You no. need that kind of a confident like GSP, no? Yeah, charisma is yeah. there. It's like people is like, wow, you know, you know, is an Hollywood star, but you can, you know. Um, a pro star feels like an Hollywood superstar. That would be a great analogy. It's someone walks in the subway and people ask a signature and they don't even know why. It's like, oh, they think you're a WWE star or you think you're an actor or something. So when that happened, 
That's mean you attract stranger to comes to you and acknowledge this kind of a muscular uh, archetypal image. And the thing is, if it happens that you look like Arnold, you know, let's say Child Pocket. Child Pocket, okay. You know him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this guy looks like, a, you know, a cover of Mag Magazine. Yeah. Beautiful muscle, small waist, win at the, with the Olympia qualification, yeah? with his pro card, I think, whatever. The guy has everything for it. And if you walk him in the street, you would ask that signature. I was like, my God, this guy has, he has everything. No, he, yeah. I, I, I've been told I look pretty similar to him without the glasses too. <laughs> good for you, man. You're a good yeah. looking man. So anyway, what I want to say is, yeah. I don't think he looks arrogant. Instagram is fun. It's Instagram. He, he said when he gets car tickets and he's not happy, he's, he, he, you know, you see him eating and feeding and having fun, taking shower, whatever. So people, that's what they like. They like this kind of a transparency. And he has a scroll card and he can do anything he wants because he has everything on his. So it's for him now that he has the pro card and the physique and the image, and the face, and the marketing uh, uh, potentiality. It's for him to be mature and make it, you know, proactively, and no one is intimidated. No one is feel uh, uh, attacked or victimized by. They feel like they're in a bodybuilding mm -hmm. um, phenomenon. It's not feel heat. He's not 300 pounds, but it's similar effect. And it's worldwide. You know me, when I was 280, I didn't look like Phil Heath, didn't look like Jay Cutler. But when I walk into Tibet, when a chicken costs $22, people were completely freaking out. And studio is stopped and they look. And I was like, oh my God, what's that big guy? They never saw a big guy like that. You know? So, I mean, you, you stand out. This bodybuilding, you stand out, but you stand out with humility, kindness, and a bit like, you know, I, I, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bit cocky. That's why I kind of love and hate relationship with him. But if you're a GSP type bodybuilder that look like Phil Heath and have muscle like, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Annie Chapman, mm -hmm. then you you have it all. And the thing is, there's so many people into the bodybuilding industry. It's not that easy to get a pro card. It's not even if they get five, six a year in Canada. It's far from easy. Uh, you know, it, 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 that's the other thing I wanted to bring up with you because, you know, also being being from Quebec yourself, um, there was, ever since the separation between um, the Pro League and then uh, the, the Official League, as they call themselves now, you know, the IBB Pro League was created and the Elite was created. And there was a lot of, you know, uh, um, criticism if you chose to stick with the CBBF instead of going over the CPA. What are your takes with the uh, IFBB elite now? Do you like what they're doing? And do you think there's a lot of potential for athletes to really have a great career in that uh, federation too? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> okay, so um, IFBB elite does amazing in Europe. It's very almost impossible, sadly, to get an IFBB pro card in Europe because, you know, you have to compete in Romania or Ireland and you're against, a, a, let's say, a, 
uh, a population of country of 100 million for one pro card. In Canada, it's, it's eight pro cards for 30 millions. You know, there it's like one for seven millions, you know. So it's not the same grade. So elite is very uh, attractive in, in Europe a lot. Mm. And that's why it's strong. And that's why there's a lot of people because their quality is amazing. It's not Olympia type quality in terms of monster, but it's very, very appealing, very attractive. And uh, it's very popular. And here I have no clue. I hope, I wish them the best. I hope they, they keep going and I hope they, they will grow, you know. Um, but I think that if I can send a critic, I find a CPA, there's too many shows. I know that the natural world's taking over slowly, which is maybe not a bad thing. If there's 56 natural shows a year all over Canada and there's only 10 open, I'll be happy with that. Uh, even in, in Quebec, there's like five, six now, you know, summer. Nina, yeah, they're, they're, I, it's nice. It, it's still, it's yeah. still a lot. It's yeah. Still a lot. And, um, but what's great about the industry, it's, it's pretty easy, maybe less now, to get sponsorship and support and sell tickets. Mm -hmm. So I don't think any shows, both Federation, will ever go under i think they will kind of it now comes a break even kind of thing you know it's like us when i do the fit log i didn't lose money i didn't win money it cost maybe a bit and i said whatever that cost me it's worth it it was selfless mm -hmm. i didn't really care i'm not there for profit if someone wants to do a cpa or an elite show in terms of making money i i don't know if i would do that i don't know I was like, you, you wouldn't have do, to stay. Wouldn't if, if, if it breaks even, I'm happy. Right. If, I, if I lose a bit, I'm happy. And if I end up making money, but wow, that was a great gift. But I was not making it to do that. Well, you wouldn't do it in, in North America. You would do the show more likely in Europe if, if, if you do elites. Even yeah, then. You know, you know, like Sean Rodden did the writing. He did it in, in Philippines. Yes, I saw and that. And it was a success. And there's a lot of athletes. There's a lot of exposure. Not many people uh, go to Philippines, so they kind of cater their own people. There's a couple of Canadians that went there, one of my actually twin placed second because all the other category was actually Canadian winning, so they could not give another Canadian winning in Philippines. I would be kind of ridiculous. I think uh, Loha Ali won there too, if I'm not. That was a while back ago, but I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Canadian that does very well internationally. How that that's actually really interesting because you know our um, our country has really gained a lot of exposure within the last few years um, on the not just the Olympia stage but also on an international level. So the talent we have here is incredible. Do you think it's only going to get better, or we're going to have reach a plateau at one point? I think we reach a plateau because now with Egypt and Saudi Arabia, we see bodybuilder that looks like they cost a million dollars. You know that guy, was, which is about 350, 360 from Egypt? What's his big name? Uh, Rami? <laughs> no, 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 there's another guy. He yeah. has smaller legs, but he's even bigger. Has I don't know. Tattoo and, I don't know, man. There's, there's a couple of guys now in 350, and they're not that fat, so. You know, the thing is, when it comes to some uh, culture, 
some culture are willing to die for the sport. And now the goal of chemistry is how we can have someone like Rami still build muscle and be alive. Use Trental, use ARA290, use stem cells, use type med that allow so much regenerative in terms of peripheral nerve and uh, glial cells and immune function for them to be 350 maybe one day on stage. So why now the size play with lifespan? So now the focus of new peptide, experiential peptide, is how we can have those guys not actually die. Many bodybuilders die, which is sad. Now we have to learn how to protect them with their big size and not die young. So you take someone as as those other Egyptians, as you just mentioned, and, you know, with peptides, I think it's been, you did do, um, you know, a little bit with Dave about peptides. How advanced have they become within the last few years? And are they, are they do they show like significant improvements in overall health for these athletes? It's, it's, it's exceptional. It's completely insane. It's, uh, but it's just the beginning. Now it works. I would not say it works like magic, but it works. And there's new coming every weeks or months. I would say peptide is the future of enhancement within three to five years from now. Three to five years. So me as a opportunist, spontaneous, creative businessman, I say I'm planning my peptide business from now to be the front leader in three, five years from now, because I know the magic would be there. I will say now it's good, it's awesome, it's great, but it's not as trendy, let's say, as SARM. It's still a bit mysterious and hidden, and now it's a bit, let's say, shady, whatever. But if you're in the landmark before the head curves comes and you're planning ahead, I feel pretty confident about my future with peptide. So uh, I'm pushing my roots to be a main peptide player within three, five years because I know it's the future of an instrument. So with peptides, I mean, have you given a few to your athletes already? The problem with peptide is not a lot of people can afford them. Oh, that's And, it. you know, I, I cater to both poor bodybuilder or very rich people and rich people, they don't do bodybuilding. They do business. They can afford the peptide. So if you tell me, do you know businessman that does peptide for their own health? I'll say, yes, absolutely. Sadly, bodybuilder cannot afford the APF. They can afford TB 500, PCP 57. They can help their bone density and stuff, but to do an extensive, complete regenerative, uh, health with peptide and stem cells, no. Because you see, stem cell in Colombia, 120 bill, millions uh, stem cells. It's about maybe 18,000 US. Okay. Uh, you have intranasal stem cells by the nose to wow. the blood-brain barrier. That's a complete, almost brain generation, completely crazy. That's about 27,000 US. Not many people can afford it. Maybe Jay Cutler will, whatever. But the thing is, when it comes to American, they're so pro-genetic, they such embrace genetic that they don't look at those parameters yet. East European 
and Egyptian and those culture, they're more adventurous to it. And because they want to be ahead. Right, they, right. They're, they're more of a they're more of a competitive edge. So you will see them more explore that that market. Well, I think they also have a hard one too. If I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, that countries want to see them succeed in, in, in those sports. So they're going to really give them whatever they need to make sure they, uh, <laughs> to make sure they win. Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. And so the, the major players, as you said, are Egypt, Russia, and like, I guess, uh, you know, Colombia too, for that matter. Yeah. Korea, Japan, China. Really? There's all system that are not based. The medical system is not based on money profit. It's based on actual improvement of the person and not a, a consistency of uh, using medication for life. They're not, they're not building an addictive uh, protocol. They use a protocol that it works, it heals, you're okay. Which is less money. Yes. It might be more expensive. But, but it's still no less because it's not a long-term uh, use. Wow. Okay. So now that's, that's interesting to know. So about like three to five years time, you're going to see them blow up on the market. Um, actually, that'll be another interesting question too. Um, I know that when you give your athletes cycles, it is the most low dose thing ever. Can you give me a little quick rundown on what you would give like your top pros to take when they're in the uh, in season? Just out of curiosity, man. Yeah, the thing is, you know, the thing is, the the typical public and the pros, they're not they're not the same genetics, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the same kind of people, you know. Some people will not use a lot, and they will have tremendous gain, and good for them. But if you need to use a lot to have a result, it doesn't make you less of a person. So what I mean by that is. If we take you, Florian, mm-hmm. and we say, you know what, we'll give you 1,000 tests, 500 EQ, uh, three units GH, uh, three aromacin a week, uh, two times thyroid uh, hormones at 12.5 microgram, uh, maybe once a week, Masteron, Letrozole, uh, type cycle, and a little bit of peptide for, for joint function and you know, your stomach health. Mm-hmm. tons of supplement that are at least cover the basic and we say eight weeks 12 weeks 16 weeks 20 weeks what florian will look at after eight weeks at that dose oh he looks like a male physique oh what did he, he end up using that dose in that short time he already looks like a bodybuilder oh, he used that time he looks he especially specific for classic uh, category so what I mean by that is you use a cycle that makes sense. That means a threshold where your blood pressure then goes, goes fucking craziness, that you don't have diarrhea 24-7, that your cognitive function, you're not aggressive, you're not crazy, yeah. you not end up in jail, you don't play all your money in casino, you stay stable, go gym, performance, you sleep 10 hours, quality, deep quality of REM sleep with quality of oxygenation and what that cycle it brings you you accept it if i do one gram of tests Mm -hmm. at 25 years old and i look like a classic i will compete classic or i might compete biophysique and do less but i'm not going to use three four grams to be a bodybuilder you can you could i did you know and i'm okay now it's not like oh you know i use 
uh, two, three grams of test for two years and I die. I didn't die. And eventually I felt like shit and I said, okay, I'm done with bodybuilding. <laughs> My body said, this is enough, but I listen yeah. and I hang up and I was natural cold turkey for five years now. And if I touch something, it would be, be um, you know, growth hormone, peptide, and that's it. Not, nothing else. Kiss peptin is amazing though in terms of PCT. But what I mean by that, you use a dosage that first you can afford it, that's not dangerous on your health, that you feel awesome. You need to feel awesome all the time or most of the time. If you smile while you're in a cycle, that cycle works for you. And you don't dabble cycle that your genetics doesn't prone to you. So if you're a bodybuilder and it costs you $500 to be a top three national, that's amazing for you, but you're not better than the guy that did male plastic place fifth at North Americans that cost him 20,000. It's, it's, it's just your body. And the, the bodybuilding adventure, it's yes, it's fun if the pro card is there and it comes, mm -hmm. but if it doesn't, it's great anyway. You can coach people, you can be, you yeah. can have fun, you can, as long as it didn't destroy your life mm -hmm. and you know when to stop and when to start, you don't start at 15 years old. I think it's too much. Sure. You don't start at 30, 25, 27 like I did. It's too late. You find the right rhythm and you plan a lot ahead. You plan a lot ahead in terms of concept, but you living the process of being enhanced with smart awareness of your own body and limits. And of course, you might feel like shit for weeks to one weeks out. And that's, that's the only time yeah. that yeah. you need to struggle. Yeah, I've, I've been through that enough times where, where I've, I've accepted it. If I feel like shit for a week or two, it's okay. No, like, like, let's say Will White. Yeah. He's smart, has a lot of character, big man, big alpha, very cool, very funny, very atypical, open to spirituality, big construction, have a kids, have a wife, compete, doesn't have a pro card, outstanding, completely polished posing to, you know, it's like, I remember I was coaching a guy, we go in the bathroom and we see that Will competing. And I said to my athlete, I said, you know, Will's competing, brother, you're going to lose your second. There's no way you're going to beat that guy. I would just say that mean it in a, in a derogatory term. It's yeah. like this guy. And, you know, obviously that's what happened. And what's funny is Will White was in the bathroom and he heard me say that. You know? So what I mean by that is bring out your best and have fun. And if someone's better than you, you're not mad at him. No. You say, yes, you're better than me. You know, me, when the first time I competed at Toronto uh, Provincial, I was against Zane Watson. Zane Watson, oh my goodness. I was 35. I spent tons of money in GH. I had crazy legs. I had, cr my legs were crazy. I walk in the street, people are stopping their car, right? I didn't have a, any arms. My lats was crazy. Chest was average. Waist. It was okay if I died down because I had like 28 wins. But if I was off season, it was normal. Anyhow, all to say, he's 21, 22. He comes side of me, my jaw dropped, and I said, what the fuck are those legs? I was like blown away. And I said, there's no way on earth I'd beat that guy. And I said, man, you win. You know? Anyone. Anyone. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just, 
for me, I, you need to be competitive because it's fun to be competitive, but not in a competitive sense that you get completely irrational. And if you lose, you end up uh, screaming at the judge panel who say they're dumb. And no, you, know, no. you need that kind of uh, egoist sanity of an egoistic image and says, you know what? They were better than me. I was properly judged. I acknowledge. And you need that class because... Right the judge panel and the industry will remember you. That, that is true. So, um, well, long, he, lack of better words is don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. No. Don't be, don't, don't be an, an asshole. You better be Ronnie Coleman because uh, you'll be yeah. smashed. Well, if, oh, if, you you if you don't bring a Ronnie Coleman physique and you're not an asshole, you won't go anywhere. You, you cannot make it. Anyway, in the industry nowadays, mm-hmm. in our world, it's very dangerous to have enemy. It's yeah. very dangerous to have enemy. And uh, you cannot be loved by everyone, but at least have as less hate toward you. Be kind, be respectful, be selfless, give to people. I think it's very important to me. And, uh, you know, I've been in the industry for... 20 years, of course, not everyone's love me and that's okay. But I never had someone really like, you know, this guy is very bad. And blah, 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 blah. I had a couple of hiccups on forum, but it always end up being fun, funny, clever, apologizing, said, you know, I was okay, that was that was not cool. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, forum used to be a very bloodbath now easier or whatever there's a lot of uh, hypocritical drama but at the same time i said you're a businessman you need a network you need to be great in business great in bodybuilding a bit like dorian anilton succeeds well as a coach succeeds well in supplement gym blah 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 blah, blah. and what i want to say what i want to say to finish my sentence is he's always a gentleman doesn't have enemy and it's not like his his company is doesn't swallowing red cunt to not existing anymore. You don't have, if you're successful, you cannot be greedy either. You have to make sure that your greed is like, okay, I'm succeeding very well right now. Do I'm destroying market? Does someone else not eating because of me? Is, is that there's a, a market that now they start because I took over? You have to be sure to not have enemy, to have a growth, that's healthy, a bit desperate here and there. You don't create jealousy and you create a network of help. Well, I'm very glad you touched on Dorian Hamilton and you know, Noah too, they're both entrepreneurs in their own right with heavy D, um, HD muscle with the new supplement line and Dorian with his coaching. Um, yeah, you know, I haven't heard nothing ever negative about uh, Dorian at all. I mean, look, maybe people say a few things here and there, but he really does care about his athletes at the end of the day and the well-being. And not just that, they really he they took in Antoine and helped him become the, the pro he is today. So, yeah, there are people such as that, good quality people that, you, you know, you have to um, – that you have to acknowledge in our sport and you know people that you want to be friends with like keep a good 
close tight community of, of, of those people. And as long as no one's fake with each other, uh, and if they are, the true colors do end up uh, appearing. You know, you, you'll, you'll end up having, you know, uh, a good relation with everyone in this industry. And I think you've had, you know, very good relations with a lot of people in, the, in this industry, that's for sure. And I know I have a, as well. No matter what company I'm like competing against or, or no matter who I'm competing against as an athlete, there's no camaraderie. There's no uh, hard feelings towards everyone. We're all in this because, but you know what? And and for the ones who do like to run their mouths and do like to talk shit, um, karma is always waiting for them, and they'll have their moment. Yeah, it will be a short span career. Uh, <laughs> how about Redcon Canada? What's going on with Redcon with the COVID? What's next? Well, twenty twenty one projection. Okay, so um, I mean. After what happened yesterday, too, with the passing of uh, Luke, very surprising. Uh, so I was able to reach out over to the head office and see how everyone was doing. Uh, in terms for Redcon Canada right now, I think we're just in a complete limbo. There's really, really nothing going on. Um, and, I mean, I don't know what the future holds going forward. And, oh, of course, everything does uh, – everything matters with shows that do happen for – with, with uh, Redcon Canada that's involved in terms of products, I think we're still doing pretty fairly well in terms of sales, in terms of publicity. There's uh, We don't fall short on that. But it's, of course, it's not where anyone would want it to be right now because of the this pandemic. And yet there are, a, and yet they are doing pretty well in the U.S. regardless of that. I um, Even though if the U.S. market did take a hit, they're still doing fairly, fairly well, especially with a lot of um, the meal replacement products, the the greens, the uh, you know the multivitamins, uh, the whole they just brought on a whole new yeah, protein is awesome. I love yeah it. the MRE light, the animal based protein is phenomenal, and they're just bringing a whole new basic line out. So uh, ZMAs, uh, omegas, vitamin C, especially now too, it's very important. Um, so. As, as far as I know, everything is in limbo, but there are things being worked on to bring in some new products into the country within, hopefully, by the end of this uh, summer. But yet again, as I mentioned, everything's been put on pause. So we're, we're all doing the best we can. And I've spoken to other brands that have been put on pause and uh, brands that are doing absolutely phenomenal because they, they were supposed to release new products and they went ahead and, di and did it. Uh, and because of that, they're still, you know, their sales are still uh, skyrocketing. Uh, only because of new buy online. People buy yeah, buy online, and I mean, we're good. it's good for Recon because Recon is basically an online, is uh, is basically kind of a, an online platform. Uh, as much as they do want to be in the retailers, you'll see they'll always have a consistent amount of sales going online, especially for the U.S. market. So they they have dominated that and a few of the other companies that don't really play uh, to the online market uh, and more rely on brick and mortar and retailers are now starting to really push online sales much more than they ever have done before. So you are seeing a, a shift in, in, um, in, in, in sales to, to just reach the, the consumer because of course everything is closed or if everything is slowly opening. What's scaring me about the supplement industry is, let's say you had made, uh, I don't know, a whey protein right before the pandemic, yeah. and it takes you like six months before marketing, you have to pay the, the cost of uh, manipulating, the cost of the- uh, The manufacturer? The space, yeah, the space yeah. it took, and then it's sleeping there 
I don't know if they're going to dabble with rent or whatever. And then maybe it will get old. You know, it could get, uh, the expiry date could flat off. And even though you have stock supplement, which has still there, even if you're on pause, the value doesn't change, but the expiry date could come closer. Which yeah. kind of, uh, and, um, no, I've spoken to, okay, here in Canada, a lot has been put on hold. A lot has been shut down until June, July. And so they, they did not put anything into um, production. Only be, and, you know, good point is because the expiration date. But I know in the U.S., what I've been seeing, that there are still products coming out pretty rapidly, pretty quickly. Uh, so there is no shortage of uh, any new lines um, coming. Uh, any, there's no shortage of any new products being released. Um, but I, I think it also depends where you just live at this moment in, in the world, because if uh, your government says that everything needs to be shut down and that's everything, and you're not in the central business, and that goes for a plant that does produce, uh, you know, a lot of raw ingredients for supplements, then you're on hold for, for the next few months. And that does affect your sales tremendously. But I can tell you in the U.S., and especially if they own their own facilities, they're still pumping out products no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it, it, the, the sports market is on a standstill in a, in a sense. It's not, it's, it's not doing crazy numbers as it once was a few months back. Uh, but the health and wellness had its, uh, had its uh, time to shine and did tremendously, especially in a lot of the, um, especially in a lot of um, uh, Sante stores, health stores, excuse me. Uh, but now it's, it's gone to, you know, flat, uh, flat again or stable for that. So I, it's, it's something that we all have to play by ear. And I've spoken to, uh, quite a few, uh, CEOs of companies, a few owners, people who work there and they've all said like, look, we don't know if we're going to survive this. And like, how, what you're a multi-million dollar company. It's like, Alex, honestly, we don't know. This hit everyone on international level. We all stopped that once. And it really shows how serious this pandemic is. That yeah. But like I said, bro, we go back to the first sentence I said at the beginning of the show. Yeah. It's time for you to work the hardest you yeah. can yeah. because you built that anticipation intelligence, this business awareness to yeah. be ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. And yes, to be competitive, but not competitive in a harsh way. No. To be at least a player that, once everything goes back to normal, boom, you'll be in the inflation curve. You yeah. will not be in the, I'm closing everything, you know? And it's a good time for us to learn, to study, to, there's so much data. There's so much, so much expert are giving away everything they know. Right. So you can listen YouTube and podcast down the rabbit hole, 14 hours a day, never ends. And I think it's fun. You need to take at least one, two hours a day to study and explore all the dimensions, neurology, functional medicine, periodization, supplementation, hormones, early development. Well, this is it. Time to, time to study, time to inform yourself. And it's, it's great, too, because a lot of the, the people I've met over at, at, at expos and at the events, you know, now have a little bit of uh, lightest crazy here sorry i have a little bit more free time to to to, to chit chat with you and what they're working on they always want to share something because they're very excited and they very rarely they get to you know talk to someone oh my god we're, we're about to re release this product or we, we have this new ingredient and uh if you have a genuine interest and you know them well enough they love 
to share things with people. They love to share their experiences. And uh, I, I can tell you this, there's a lot of good people in the supplement industry. There's a, there, yeah, there's your fair share of individuals where you just want to take a few steps back from and let them do their own thing. But the genuine ones are the ones that will check up on you. We want to see how the Canadian market's doing and, you know, strategies, uh, to uh, have better strategies for the Canadian and the Quebec market as well. Because if we, if we do know the Canadian market is not the same as the Quebec market, two different beasts. And if you know how to handle both of them, you know, your product is going to do very well. Oh, amazing brother. Something else you want to know? That was a great conversation. That was actually, I, you know what? I, 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 everything I kind of wanted to ask you that we covered today was, tremendous um is there any final notes you want to leave us with ben leave us with our first podcast wow for the people out there listening any good solid advice you want to give the athletes or anyone that's working on having a child or just overall spirituality give me a second here okay <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I, I i i want to i want i want to go in a, in a very atypical direction go for it I want to I want to talk about heart because I know you're an artist and yeah, very, yeah. very it's it's almost like if you're a good bodybuilder and a businessman you need a third you need an escaping you need something that says it's not about money it's not about bodybuilding it's about a third thing and that thing is 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 a passion that allow you to forget the obsession OCD that a bodybuilder might need. Mm -hmm. It might, it, it allow you to forget about the business obsession and making income to your family can feed and, and how I gonna get the money to buy my new uh, iPhone because I need the new uh, whatever. So there's trendy curve. It's okay. But at the same time, you need an external passion it can be music, dance, uh, BMX, uh, art, uh, architecture, cinema, whatever, because bodybuilders often do nothing. They have the they need yeah. they need a parasympathetic tone. So you watch movie, you relax. You went crazy working like a maniac. Then you go home. You go watch maybe a contemporary art dance. Uh, you go see a show. You go see theater. You go see art. You go see museum. And I think you need that kind of a low sympathetic tone activity which dwell into your curiosity and allow you to be i don't know uh different uh curious you know like antoine vaillant yep he, he's 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 a businessman with his own label company mm. he's been very transparent without his challenge and his positive outcome completely transparent he succeed well he's close to a great team he has a sense of community he loves bodybuilding and when he focuses on contests, he's completely did it. Mm -hmm. But you see after he's he's dabbling in humor and creativity, video editing, yeah. wildness, it's very creative. Though for me, that's a dimension that's very important. And me, I find it in art, in philosophy, and theology, and psychoanalytic thinking. And I have to study something else. Okay. And me, it's spiritual knowledge which is kind of a never ending and that's why i want to talk about heart because i consider myself pretty uh i try to be a living encyclopedia within different love spectrum i'm never gonna be the 
expert on anything, but I'll kind of try to know a, a bit of everything in everything. So that kind of a, almost like a, a God regard on it. And at the same time, it's just a matter of knowledge and Gnosticism and curiosity. And I find in art, there's this cultural exploration that allow you for being smarter, to be transcend, to be impressed, to be uh, uh, a knowledge. And uh, me, I explore, I've seen at least 200 plays, uh, 300 contemporary hard dance, a uh, couple of uh, uh, classic shows. I've seen at least 300, 400 metal shows. Wow. I've seen at least one, two movie a day for 11 years. And I've been to museum, I don't know, two, 300 times. And I owned 500,000 PDF and maybe 500 books regarding lots of different stuff. So there's this information knowledge. I don't allow me to be drained. I allow me to be curious and spontaneous. I take a book, I read four page, I get another book, I read four page. I go see something, I go see, but I'm always scattered and curious to subversive, avant-garde, very different, very atypical culture. And I think bodybuilding, bodybuilder should be more curious about culture expression yes. and look into knowledge in different scenario and not be a, only a businessman, a bodybuilder, but an, an agent of curiosity, whatever is their insight. So I have an overall appreciation uh, for culture. And, you know, to simplify it too, it's just like get a hobby, have a life, because the world is not always surrounded by a dumbbell. It, it, it's not. You have to have other interests and want to experience different things that you thought um, you could never do before. And don't let the sport limit you on what you can and cannot do. If you want to, as you mentioned, go see a museum, go see a, a rock show, go for it. Don't do it if you're like five weeks out, but you, 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 you do it. And, um, as, as we go back to art, art for me is, is a gateway to another world where, you know, you can express yourself in a way that you may, you may not feel comfortable enough to express yourself with the, with other people, but it's also another source of therapy as much as lifting the weight is painting is a, is a gateway to another dimension where I, I like to visit quite often. That's, that makes you an, an ex exceptional human being. <laughs> the, it, makes, it makes the person try to dare to be complete. And uh, it's a dimension that's very important. And me, I went into heart and music before bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going back at it. Yeah. So I yeah. find to be in tune in a holistic global system that have... Uh, roots, organic flowing roots in different, you know, uh, culture, anti-culture expression. And I dare, I, I try to be complete. I try to be an organic encyclopedia and right. to be, you see, also at the avant-garde of it. That's why you need to invest time, a lobby time in curiosity and knowledge. And now we're such in an age of information and free information you know everyone can go and pub bed and become genius you know if you spend you know 10 years of studying pub med and you only remember two percent of that 10 year span 
well, you, you'll be a genius anyway. So that's why I use my Instagram. You see my Instagram? I, it's, it's only like data. There's 5,000 picture of data, knowledge, and everything. Yeah. Most I don't remember. So sometimes <laughs> I go retrospectively and I see what did I look in the last year? And everything yeah. is there. And it's just like, a, like I said, a short way to, if this information said, you know what, I'm curious about that. I will Google it. I will, uh, uh, I will use other browser to Google it because other results could come. And uh, yeah, I'll dwell my curiosity. So be a business bodybuilder with a wife in a stable relationship, a decent income that doesn't kill anyone and you're not overtaking a market. Don't have ambition that's overly uh, demanding in the world. Mm -hmm. Be a complete man. And if you have flaw, then work on it. Ben, I have to thank you so much for joining me today. Words of wisdom. We, we touched on everything today. And look, I hope to get to see you very, very soon. I wish you nothing but the best. We'll always in touch, bro. Always at the... We will keep in touch. For All me, right. it's when I talk to you, I feel it's an old soul. I feel, I feel, I feel you're ageless. You're in temporal. <laughs> you, you become with this very, uh, I could say this, uh, this um, etiquette, class, respect uh, is very well done and i'm glad you're in the redcon team and uh, i won't be surprised either you're gonna live in us or redcon will hire you and say you know you're too good they'll you say go you, know ahead, what? you go ahead and tell that to aaron okay i, I <laughs> you will know you will know me i know yeah me i know your potential absolutely i'm, I'm convinced so the it, it will it will river river bit to his ear and his heart very soon Ben, that brings a tear to my eyes, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, have yourself a great day. All the best. Thank you, you brother. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.